Hi, this is Mr. Dress Up. You're listening to CHRW Radio with Relevance. Inspired by the Canadian Federation of the Blind. Outlook. A show about accessibility. Advocacy. And equality. I'm Brian. And I'm Carrie. Outlook. On Radio Western. Hello, everybody. Am I coming through? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Welcome to Outlook. Um, got a new theme there. Yeah, well, same theme, but we had added our voices over top of it so that we don't have to always go into the whole spiel at the beginning of what the show is about. <clears throat> but um, today, well, I wanted to call the episode, <laughs> we named them later, uh, Avoiding Puddles, because last week at this time, that's what we were doing, or trying to do. Um, yeah, so last week after the show, we walked out of the building here and down the steps, and we came across this puddle in our path, and... Uh, we thought, well, let's try and avoid it if we can. So we turned right and walked along and hoped it would be done and we could sort of go around. And it just kept going. <laughs> and then before you knew it, we were turned around, which when you can't see, a puddle can become, can make things confusing. When yeah, you're, so... When you're sighted, it's like, you know, why, why on earth would I ever walk through a puddle? I'm going to look for puddles and I'm going to go around them. Well, a lot of landmarks, the cane with the cane, you can find stairs if you're using it properly or obstacles... But a puddle, I mean, you can kind of notice it with a cane, but it's not quite as easy. So you'll often be, I've already stepped in it before you notice <laughs> that there's a there's a puddle. So it's definitely one of the trickier landmarks we detect as blind people. So yeah, the the show, you well, you can still call it avoiding, what was it? Avoiding, avoiding puddles, puddles, which is what we're calling it. Because, you know, that's the thing with weather. The, at this time of year, one minute there's puddles, the next minute there's hardened ice chunks on and the side of the... Ice, ice can catch anyone, even if you can see. It, yeah. You know, it could be slippery, and you, oh, yeah. you're not thinking about it and stuff. But you definitely, when you're when you can't see, you have to be paying attention. And you know, like anyone, you could walk a little slower, make sure. But yeah, it's another thing that can sort of creep up on you unexpectedly. And so, um, I don't know if anybody remembers, if you're old enough or if you've seen it, the old, um, I don't know the proper title, but it was it was a tradition at Christmas. We used to watch the Muppets. Um, Christmas on the farm, I think it was called. <laughs> so um, the Muppets would went to stay at is um, it Fozzie's grandmother's house, I guess, an old farmhouse out in the country. And uh, so it's rented by this old guy, but the Muppets ha- want to go there, so they they all show up, and he's pissed because he wants to have a quiet weekend with his dog at this farmhouse on Christmas. So. That's funny. All these Muppets and the Sesame Street characters make an appearance. So there's a scene uh, at the front door that keeps repeating throughout the episode about the icy spot when they're when they each person sh- Muppet shows up. It's, Watch out for the icy spot, and down they go. So that was this thing from our past. I don't know if anybody else. <laughs> you love that, don't you? I do, but maybe it might bring up memories for someone else. You never know. But anyway, that's just that's sort bes- of well, not really besides the point, but it's relevant. Of, I guess, yeah, we're talking about. <laughs> but um. So yeah, today's episode then is going to focus on travel and mobility, 
specifically. Obviously, we've touched on it in previous episodes as it's something we deal with every day, anytime we leave the house or even in the house, I guess you could say, but that's a bit different. So yeah, if Carrie, you want want to pass me your phone over here? Yeah, so um, we have touched on it and it's it's called orientation and mobility. Now, I always found that a a bit of a mouthful. It's like orientation and mobility. I stumble through it. People are like, what? They've lost me after the orientation. (laughs) So that's the term we grew up with for um, orienting a blind person to their surroundings and mobility, I guess, helping them to be mobile. (laughs) I don't know. I'm not sure who came up with it, but um, it was sort of the name of the training that we've had since forever, but... Oh. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. So yeah, we recorded ourselves coming up to the station today because uh, we kind of wanted to demonstrate how we should have brought my old you know, phone. Give it, give an idea of what it's like for us traveling, and I might be able to sort it out during the show. But Carrie has a new iPhone here, and it doesn't have a headphone. I knew I should have got an iPhone success. <laughs> <laughs> or this morning when I was leaving my house, I still have my old iPhone 5S, and I could have used the recorder on that, and that, that has a plug. Um, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> now that we have that recording, we could always use it in a future episode. For um, sure, but... A plan was that we recorded since getting off the bus here at Alumni Hall and walking into the station. And we were going to play it here and then sort of just talk about sort of some of the barriers and the challenges and the way we get here. Yeah, so pretty much with us, which we've discussed in the past, is there's various forms of mobility, but a lot of people who are blind sort of learn a specific route for somewhere they need to go, and then they do that route over and over again with an instructor to learn it so that eventually they can do it on their own. And in this case, that is kind of what I did when I got the jo- uh, the position, volunteer position here at the radio just over a year ago to do my music show. I knew I'd be doing a show here soon, so I contacted my mobility instructor through the CNIB and I got, I came here a few times before and practiced getting from the bus stop, which is across from Alumni Hall, up to the station on my own. So it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a walk, as Carrie would know, she went up there with me today from the bus stop, but I've done it enough times and I'm pretty confident with it. Um, Although it gets to a point where, so, so yeah, pretty much you get off the bus and you walk up to a the crossing and you cross and then it's pretty much straight for quite a while and then it turns um, into the into the university where there's a big open kind of area um, to find the stairs and stuff that we need to go up to get to the main door of the UCC here so that's where it gets a little confusing because like big open areas that aren't just a street or a sidewalk you know it's it's there's a lot less to go by because it is kind of just a big open space so you really kind of have to try to focus on walking as straight as you can um, or at least be aware of your surroundings and try not to get turned around. Well, there are, there are, there are sometimes things in the way and it's getting harder for me even to see objects and, and, and think obstacles. I, more, more than I, I see them now, I sense them. You can just, you can hear when something's blocking the path. It changes the sound around you. If you're in an open area, that's one thing. And then if there's like a, a wall that sort of comes up on, along beside you, you can sort of sense that. So we turned in and we were in the big open area and trying to find 
basically, if we try to walk straight, we hope we find the stairs or the ramp. <laughs> but something happened this time that was different. Do you know quite what it was? Um, not exactly, because, it, <laughs> again, it was just sort of a kind of veering off to the right, I think, a bit too much. Mm. Um, and there's various... I think it was to the left Or was it to much. the left? See, <laughs> plus, I also find when, when you can't see, and this is sort of an interesting thing we've experienced over the year going to these conventions and stuff as well, is mm. when you travel, I mean, in general, when you're traveling and you can't see and it's a big open space, you can sort of get turned around, but when you're with more than one person and it's not just you... It adds another situation to it because, you know, you're trying to figure it out for yourself, but then you also have someone else who's blind that's with you. Um, so Which you're trying to sometimes could help. Yeah, it sometimes helps to have person. more people, but other times can get a little more confusing if as we've sort of noticed, we walk we walk at different speeds and I you know, I try to adapt and slow down a bit when I'm walking with, with my sister here, but it doesn't always happen sometimes you just sort of get carried away or you're not paying full attention and you kind of get moving a bit faster so a big part of it is st sticking close together <laughs> um and i mean that's not to say coming up to the station on my own by myself i haven't been turned around as well yeah but you're, you're basically blaming me for the turnaround <laughs> yeah pretty here. much just no. to, yeah admit it you're blaming me well I, I don't know when you sensed it but i sensed it eventually we found a ramp because sometimes you do that thing where you're like, okay, where are the stairs? Where are the stairs? We should have found them by now. But yet, if you're just patient, they're coming. Other times, you have this sense that you are going the wrong way. You miss them or whatever. And you should f trust that gut feeling. So, I don't know. We turned too far to the left, and yeah, all of a sudden, we went up a ramp. You're right about turning to the left because when when we f uh, someone asked if we needed help, and I said that, yes, we're looking for the UCC... Um, and they led us to a door, but that was the door into the spoke, which I know is if you're facing the doors we need to go in, the spoke is on the left. Right. So we were definitely um, closer to the spoke than we were to the other doors, the, to the lobby of the What's UCC. The That's a, a bar. This is university. Bar. University. Oh, university, yeah. I don't go to this university. Well, neither um, does Brian. But yeah, it's, yes. it's right beside there. So Okay, so once you get in, it's a whole other story of being an open area with a lobby and you, you smell coffee and food and there's people everywhere and there's often tables events taking place so that's fine but yeah we found it and the thing is that you do get help people offer they they see you and I always get self-conscious about that and I mean maybe you do more than you you appear Bri but you seem not to be as bothered by that and I don't know why I why I am still so bothered by it I, I think there's various reasons I think a big part of it for me is I've done a ton, like so much traveling on my own. Like I, I, I just used, wonder what what level I'd have to get to. For I used to live in Toronto, um, so I was in, in Toronto for five years or so. So I did a lot of traveling on my own there. So eventually, you do sort of. Well, I find because I'm, you know, we're brother and sister, and we're similar in many ways, and both can be kind of shy and self conscious, and um, so it's definitely something that I I think about, but. The more I've experienced it, the the less I sort of, you know, sort of let it get to me. And it's more of just, you know, sometimes it, it always depends on the situation. Sometimes if you have a lot of time and you're not in a rush, then it's if you sort of get turned around, part of me is like, oh, I want to kind of, you know, try to figure out what I did wrong and try to figure out where I am and see if I can do this on my own. But it also depends, right? There's other times where if someone asks and, you know, it can speed up the process and there's always next time that you're going to be doing this again. So... 
there's always those times when it's like, yeah, it's just worth getting the help. And I also find getting help sometimes can help educate other people because you can sort of explain the best way for them to guide you. You can ask them questions. Sometimes you, you know, just allows you to meet someone for a few minutes or have a conversation or talk to someone. So it's, <laughs> it's sort of trying to look at it in a positive way instead of like, oh, I'm helpless and I needed to <laughs> ask this person for, for assistance. So well, I just like, depending on how long I, I know I've been sort of meandering around looking for where I am. I, I just have this thing in my head like, okay, was that person watching me the whole time? Or I, I don't know why I would assume that. They're, they're yeah, going about their focused own. On you. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's a very, um, <laughs> very... Nobody has anything else going on. Selfish today. thing to think, actually. <laughs> no, it's like they're going about their day and they're not necessarily watching the whole thing. But um, And then, the, you know, the nice, the generous people out there do offer. And like you said, it <clears throat> can be a great, a great thing. Um, um, and then there's always those. There's also those other times when you do get sort of turned around, and you do need help. But you, you know, you hear people, but they walk by fast, or they're you know <laughs> in the middle of a conversation. So there are also those times where I, where I have to kind of try to either listen to f- when someone's walking by and sort of try to get to get their attention, or sometimes just kind of yelling out "excuse me" and see if someone answers. And yeah, it's, oftentimes they do, but occasionally they don't, and then you're kind of just still standing there, like, "Oh, I gotta." keep at this and it can be a little bit you can feel a little bit uh, I don't know what the best word is def- not defeated but I don't know something like that um, can happen for a minute kind of but aimless. you just have to you just have to go with it because it's you know at the end of the at the end of the day common <laughs> common Brian phrase <laughs> phrase I say a lot for some reason it's it's not a big deal like a week from now are you going to think about that one situation <laughs> probably not I probably will well, maybe you will. You know what it makes me think about? It makes me think about when somebody, when you're at a table and you're trying to get a waiter's attention. It's like they might be rushing past you because they have a lot of other tables and there's it's a busy restaurant. And do you call them out, call their name, or do you wait politely for them to come back, or do you flag them down? What do you do? <laughs> or you just sit there and stare at your plate until they come back? I don't know. Yeah, and you know everyone goes through that type of situation. But again, if you can see and a, and a waiter comes by a table or like is going to someone else's table and they just quickly pass by you, you can sort of put your hand up and like flag them down. Whereas if you can't see, you maybe don't have that option. So I always felt the same kind of silliness putting up my hand at school. I don't know why. I mean, that's different, obviously different situation. But it's like if you can't see who the person who you're trying to get the attention of, it's hard. You can't make eye contact and, you know, you don't know where they are at any given moment to sort of look their way and flag them down so that they'll see you. And it can be tricky, but... So yeah, the as you can see, the mo- mobility is a definitely a skill that takes takes a lot of practice and confidence, and you know, sort of trying not to get too too worked up or too frustrated over it, and kind of just have to assess the situation, figure out if you have the time to figure it out on your own, or if you do need to ask for help. Um, and you know, unlike someone who can see, who maybe doesn't necessarily think in their mind, picture exactly where they need to go. I mean, a lot of people do as well, I guess. But, you know, to leave the house is definitely takes a little bit of, you know, sort of effort and concentration compared to other people because you have to, you have to be aware, really aware of your surroundings. And, and then people with other disabilities on top of blindness, um, <clears throat> physical disability, like the, my, the chronic pain I have, that adds to, to the stress of, of a venture like that or people with anxiety, you know, it's the kind of thing that you do just need to keep doing it even 
even when it causes you anxiety, I guess, because it, what's the alternative just to stay lo- shut up in your, shut up in your house, never leave. That's not a good option, but luckily we left. Yeah. And that's a big part of it is giving yourself time, yeah. which I'm not very good, not at, very good at as, as Carrie would know. I often leave things to the last minute. So we made an, a real effort today to mm. catch the the bus that left at quarter after 10 in front of my place so that we could get here in plenty of time and not get to the university and realize we have 10 minutes to get up there and we're going to be on. Because basically yeah. leaving, uh, leaving your apartment today, it wasn't the kind of situation where I was going to be able to rush. Like it was like, oh, I got to get to the bus. I couldn't rush. I couldn't run. There was the sidewalks were, and that's the thing in the winter for anybody who wants to get out that's always a common theme about cities making sure the sidewalks are clear and stuff. But see, there wasn't like a snowfall this morning that made it hard to. Yeah, see. it can be definitely a lot more difficult. But and here at the here at chunks. here at uh, the university, it's pretty clear. It's very good. Yes, they they do a great job here. But I do find on the street where I live here in London, it's it can be a little mm-hmm. slipperier on the sidewalks. So I definitely have to make note of that and sort of shuffle my feet along when I'm yeah. when I'm traveling so that I don't so my biggest fear is is doing a giant wipeout and breaking my hip or my ankle or my wrist or something <laughs> who knows yeah that's just take this. It. so yeah so we left in good time and um, we take the bus so yeah it pretty much takes us I mean I guess we left we left my apartment around 10 after 10 mm-hmm. and we got up to the studio by around quarter to 11 or so mm-hmm. so it takes you know around a half hour give or take to get from my place to here so it's it's really not too bad it's one one bus ride we have to cross the street at my place to get to the bus stop because it stops on the opposite side of the, the street and your street has one of those beeping crosswalks yeah so my street they they recently put in a crosswalk sort of in the middle of the street because the the only other safe way to get to the bus stop on the opposite side would be to go up to one of the actual corners uh, intersecting streets and do an actual crossing there and the one corner from my place is quite far up to oxford it's very far uh, well not very far but it's a you know it's a 7 minute walk let's say so you know it takes a bit of time if the stops right across the street, you know, it seems like kind of silly to have to go all the way up to the corner and then cross. We were always to get taught that with guide dogs but and things. It's like, oh, you got to do it properly. It is also the the safer method, you know, instead of running across a, a street, <laughs> which you're not supposed to do. <laughs> um, so, luckily, they recently put in a crosswalk in the middle of the street because there is a school nearby and there's a lot of people that are crossing there and, you know, they want to make sure that it is safe. Now, some of these lights they put in, I've heard, aren't as noticeable as they need to be. Like, they maybe don't, drivers are still a little confused by them, or they're not as, they don't stand out as much as they could. But the ones on my street do seem to work pretty well, and they, they talk, so you, you know, and they also beep. So, if you, you can hear them beeping to be able to locate them. I mean, I know... Unless there's a really loud truck going by. Yeah, that's true. It can, the sound can always be blocked out. But I, I do know that they are just past the second driveway after my place, so I kind of know the general spot where they are. Um, but I also do use the, the, the beeping of them for a landmark to find them. But once you, you locate these lights, you can press the button, and then it, then it talks and says the lights are flashing. Um, 
please use caution, but drivers should stop here. So it's definitely a, a, a good a good method to be able to cross in the middle of the street there and get to our bus stop. Well, you're pretty lucky here in London or in the spot you live. Like from what I hear from different parts of Canada, even like your bus buses have talking announcements. Um, normally they say what bus it is when you get there. And that's another thing. The, the talking announcements on the buses are hit and miss. They can be. I find... Be perfect, but it's better than what well, yeah, some yeah. people have. But I do find... I've found... Maybe when I moved here too, but I have found over the last year or so, they are a little bit less dependable. Um, sometimes you'll go on the bus and they're not... Well, what you, did he say today? His announcements aren't working or... What yeah, did he say? The time difference? What? I don't know. The, <laughs> the announcement when the bus... When the bus stops for you to get on the bus, um, the bus is supposed to say 33 eastbound to Alumni Hall. Um, so that, that way I would know right when the bus stops, oh, it's, it's the bus I want. It's not the 20. At first you thought or, it, was, it was another yeah, one. Yeah, I thought it might have been the 20 because it also stops there. Um, but today the bus, that announcement wasn't working. So then you have to ask the driver, or in this case, he, he kind of told he was, us. He, he was said, a very friendly guy. Yeah. So helpful. He saw, saw us with our canes and you know said, it's the 33 to, to let us know. And, but then once we got on the bus, the actual announcements while the bus was driving were working. So that told mm-hmm. me which stop we were at and knew when to get off here at Alumni Hall. Um, but yeah, we've got just under 10 minutes left. So let's kind of finish the story about traveling up here. So <laughs> once we got in the doors, we realized, Carrie pointed out, and I kind of knew too, but I just was <laughs> going just with it. Just went with it. Um, I noticed the doors weren't, quite the same ones that we normally go into. You, I, I could tell, I knew, well, first of all, I knew we went up different stairs and I thought, we, we're not going back far enough to get to the doors I know we were supposed to be aiming for. And as we walked towards the doors, another clue I had, and that's the thing, you just gotta, you gotta be um, good with observations and look for these clues when you can't see. Um, so I could tell that the doors were not as open. They were closed in somehow, and they were smaller. Maybe just one set compared to a couple sets or something. Anyway, the, you know, I had a few clues that we were... So we got in, and I wondered how... I, I should have known we couldn't have been that far from our normal spot because it was just to the left a bit, I'm pretty sure. So. And that's why I wasn't as concerned because, yeah. like I've mentioned before, it's, you know, you learn these these routes with someone and you want to try and do it exactly the same, but sometimes it's good to, when you do mess up, because then you go in a different door and I realize, okay, yeah. the door's for the spoke over here. You learn So if this ever happens again and I walk in here, then maybe I kind of know that where I am. And that is the problem with learning a, mo- a route and just having an instructor who's very, okay, this is exactly what you have to do. And that sort of, while I understand the the point of that, it's, it's basic, and that's kind of where it, you have to start. It's but good to have that don't routine and exactly set. But sometimes I find people who are blind they learn this, and this is exactly what you do. So then that's all they ever do, and they never sort of that's venture right. out, and they don't they don't feel comfortable sort of doing you know alternate routes or doing things that they might not necessarily be taught. And again, it does take a lot of practice, and you do have to start with specific routes because yeah, it is it, it can be overwhelming for sure, but you know, it all does take practice. But once we got inside, you know, it's different from outside because outside it's it was pretty open and there weren't there weren't a ton of people outside today. No. Um, inside well. wasn't also wasn't crazy busy, but there are tables down there in the lobby, and then there's the the coffee shops and we basically found the doors that we normally come in, and, and then we knew to turn left. Yeah, so we kind of walked 
what did we do? We kind of turned right when we came yeah. in the spoke there and then got out of there and kind of kept walking until we saw the doors on our right. The doors, more doors on our right. And then you so, sort of then we knew. put our back to the doors, which is what we would normally do when we come in those doors. Pretty much walk straight. Yeah, pretty much walk straight. It sort of veers a bit based on the table. We listen. We listen and kind of smell for the coffee. Is it a coffee place or like some sort of restaurant? I believe there's a Starbucks there, and that's maybe know. Tim Hortons around there somewhere as so well. So you, but we walk past that on our right, and there's usually, you know, things in the way, and that's what the cane's for. Yeah, so you just kind of want to walk slow through there because there are people in lineups sometimes, and you know, you just want to, you don't want to barrel through a situation like that because you could run into a table or run into someone. So it's it's all about kind of taking it slow. And keeping your cane, using your cane, but not having it fully extended, so it's not. That's you know. why I don't like those new those. What do they call them? The long canes. I think so. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I know with those, you don't have to have them all the way out all the time either. But they feel like that it's harder to rein it in. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a you know the right cane, the right. So we find the stairs that go up to the station, and of course, there's chairs on the first landing, which. It was different. And then we get to the stairs and uh, there's all of a sudden a smell, a smell of f- fresh paint, which is a clue. But maybe they painted it recently. But then all of a sudden there's a guy on the right side of the stairs saying, yeah, we're pa- painting the right, the right railing here. So yeah. So it's kind of like what we brought up a couple weeks ago when our guest, guest Steve Potter was on that we tried to go to the washroom and they were renovating the washroom and <laughs> you know right when we walked in there was someone there saying this is being you know this is being uh, cleaned here and so it's always those situations like today the paint on the stairs and that other situation so you, you just you know you never know you can have and it's like you can have a route planned out with an instructor or something but once you do it on your own there's always a different situation there could be construction so you just you know you have to be prepared for these these situations they always talk about having blindfolds for someone sighted to really understand what it must be like. And it's, you know, that's kind of a controversial issue. It's. I just thought it would be good to do a show talking about how we get here every, well, not every day. Sometimes we get dropped off. Sometimes if we yeah, there's always don't different, have time, we yeah, take if, a bus. Or, if I'm running late, which I tends mean, to bus, happen. An I'll, Uber or I'll a cab. Take, take an Uber or something. Um, so that can be confusing because you, what do you, the the drivers will drop you off at different places and you try to explain where you normally get off because that's that's the only way you really know how to get in. Um, but like like things are always going to come up. You can't always control that. Um, and the door we get dropped off at when we get a ride is a different door than when we usually come in. So it's always going to be a bit different. It's good to have options and it's good to practice. And I'm getting better at it, more comfortable. But you shoreline along the sidewalk, you feel for bumps so you don't cross the wrong <laughs> driveway. There's these little tricks you have to pay attention to, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. So it's, you know, it just, it does take a little more, a little more patience and a little more alertness than maybe some people, even though everyone should be focusing and <laughs> paying attention when they're But it makes me nervous but it's too much to be, to be on my phone or to be, you know, do if I'm trying, if I have anything else going on in my mind, it can distract me from what I'm trying to do. So I don't like that. Totally. And if it's something you do enough, like for me coming up to the station, I've done it enough times and I still do get turned around in that open area sometimes, but I'm also sort of just comfortable enough that I... I think that was my fault. No. <laughs> my fault as well. But <sighs> So yeah, we could, you know, it's something we could definitely discuss on future episodes. 
um, directions and compass are important. Plans and they don't. And uh, well, I think we got enough info out without actually playing the audio. No, I've been I, a little noisy. Anyway. I had a I had a backup, and I, I I knew we could do it without. But we're trying new things with the show. You know, if we want to interview people or have sounds or have little audio clips or something, I don't know. We sometimes you might want to sort of change it up. But yeah, well, not, we not did today, record. Actually. We did record ourselves coming in today, so maybe we'll listen back to it and maybe make a quick s- sum up of it and play it next week for you, just so you can kind of he- get an idea, see how see how it turned out. You know, <laughs> could have played it live on the air, but I didn't want to. I'm not sure how it sounds. Yeah, I didn't know how the quality is because you know you could sometimes get wasn't too windy out today, but you can sometimes hear those noises. But anyhow, mobility is an ongoing thing, and oh, yeah. it's you know always a always a challenge. So if we don't want to be, it be picked up all the time that's what we got to do yeah can't always depend on sighted people so so we are outlook and you can find us on twitter at outlook cfb and we will be back next week for our christmas episode right yeah i guess that'll be the theme next week and the week the monday after that is christmas eve yeah so i don't believe we'll be there for the last couple weeks but be our last episode of 2018 all right have a great week and we'll see you next monday at 11 bye